You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you may not have any time to put new content on. Loads of great guests to keep you going during this weird time when we have no football. Um, you think you'll be used to it now, but I'm sort of clucking a little bit already. Um, but it uh, doesn't matter. Loads of great guests, including today's guest. Um, you'll know him as, as the um, the Bowen poet. It's Danny Finn. Hi Danny, how you doing, man? Thank you very much for having me on, Russ. I am... A little bit nervous. I'm clucking as you say. I'm clucking well, mate. I won't rhyme nothing with clucking, no. Don't worry about <laughs> Yeah, just in case. Don't get demonetized or something if you start, no. uh, you know, uh, <laughs> clucking or anything else. But uh, no. how's how's things with you, man? How you been the last few months? I'm all good, thank you. Uh, good. Just put it in, everyone probably knows because I've let the world know I've tried to pass on the message of cancer. I have can I had cancer. I'm recovering from cancer. But I've got a positive as aspect on it. I've got poetry up in chemotherapy departments to inspire other cancer patients. So I'm doing well. And as I've explained to you off of it, off air, if I burp, there's nothing I can do about that. That's due to my illness. But that's what it's I've just finished furlough oh, and I'm a loving life. Good, fantastic. And obviously we're in the Premier League next year, so what you know, it's all going well. Well, for me, well, we, that, is, that is all going well because it could have been disastrous. We had yeah. some people saying, oh, I'd prefer us to go down. That, that's just madness, yeah. in my opinion. It's always talking about opinions, but for me, that's madness. We could become Leeds, not in a yeah. forest. All right, Leeds have now come back up, but we could but end still. up stuck. Look at Sunderland. Mm. No, They're exactly. You're totally, you're totally right. Um, and as always seems to happen with West Ham, um, you know, we're, typical, you know, we start hitting some form, some real form, and then the season ends. And so we're like, ah, all right, see you in six weeks, bye-bye. Um, and then we'll but see we what happens. Good. We looked good, at the, apart from the Man City game, where we took a bit of a thump in first game. Then mm. suddenly we looked very good, yeah. didn't we? But um, we, we could did. have gone second or third. We, we went to Villa, and we could have, I think it was either second or third. Everything was looking rosy in the Amor household. Yeah. And then suddenly it all went wrong. We got beat by Oxford, and then I don't want to pick on individual players, but the goalie but, got yeah, injured. Yeah, we yeah, ended yeah. up with another goalie who couldn't catch a proverbial cold, so to speak. I know, I know. And he's, he got man of the match recently, wherever he is now. He got man of the match. Yeah, he did. It's crazy, isn't it? And then, uh, he's. Uh, I was reading a uh, reading yesterday that um, Atletico Madrid want to buy him. Uh, as a as as a reserve for for Oblak, who's you know arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the world at the moment, I I, I don't know what people see in some people. But look at um, the fella Zaza, couldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then he moved and he scored. That that just sums us up to a yeah. team. Through my sort of forty years now, forty one years of following the club, yeah, that just sums us up. 
every it's true. Week, happen, throw that out the window because the complete opposite. And every time, as our song says, as soon as we think like our dreams are there, someone sticks a pin in our bubble and they burst, mate. It's so true. Like, it's so true. Any other way. Would yeah. you want to be? No. Like, would you want to be Man City? I'd like to have a little bit of glory, but would you want to just buy everything that moves? Is that what it's all about? It's not for me. No. No, no, it's not, and it, and and that's and that's what I think. I mean, I mean, you know more than anyone, Danny. We're not in it for the football. Um, we've we've backed the wrong horse if that's the case. But um, but yeah, a little bit of success would be nice, just to keep people chirping along. I mean, obviously, the, the more experienced fans, I don't call them older fans, the more experienced fans, if they had. Well, I fall into that category. Yeah, slightly, Danny. Um, you know, you've had you had obviously the the joys of, of, of obviously the the mid eighties and the early eighties. You know, in my you know, I didn't start really going to West End until probably like ninety two season. We went up ninety two, ninety three, and so you know, I've had the Intertoto Cup. Yeah, that we won that on sil- European silverware. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and the FA Cup final, but that's been it really. So it'd be nice to win something just to just to keep the younger generation interested, rather than listening to. Two three years under Pardew, the cup final, the two playoffs in my forty years, they're three of the best years that oh. I can remember. They're absolutely great going to Cardiff. is a great experience. Oh, brilliant! And better than Wembley, a better day out than Wembley. Definitely, definitely. Definitely. Just it? Yeah. I'm just going to say, just our luck, that ball fell to any man on earth, four minutes left in that final, when yeah. it fell to Gerard. if any other man on earth would have skied that, and yeah. it fell to him, I can just remember my young son, who's now a dad himself, going, he's going to score that off, chuck, of course he ain't, boom, and that just, that just sums us up, and we're now, that was known, or is known as the Gerard final. Yeah. It's true. We've got the White final again. We didn't win, but we're known for it. So we'll be known for Gerard. But you're right, and and also you know, and don't forget in the last minute of extra time, you know that ball came across, and anyone apart from Marlon Harewood who had one foot, um, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, and I was there. I was right in front. I was that. That was the end, that was the end I was in, and I saw it. He just swing for the, with his left foot. And, oh, Marlon, bless you, bless you. But um, as you said, you know when when you when you when your big rousing war song is about things fading and dying and bursting, yeah. you sort of set your stall out already, haven't you? To be honest, yeah. it's a song that I love. <laughs> I absolutely love when that's yeah. sung properly. Yeah, and I'll probably get shot for this. Liverpool sing their song, "You'll Never Walk Alone." Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, but I think ours is the anthem of anthems because Liverpool share that with Celtic. I think Bruce Dortmund sing it as well. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, no one else bubbles. No. And you're right. And I think it's going to be a special moment whenever we get back to 60,000 at the London Stadium. You know, when everyone's collectively together. Because I think that's what people have missed. It's not the football. Because, you know, most people have got a decent telly now. And if they come and go to the sky, they'll find a dodgy feed to find. You know, you can find football. But it's the camaraderie. And, and you know more than anyone. You know, probably the... All the all the messages of support, yeah, it's a day out, isn't it? And it, it's seeing your mates going to pub, talking rubbish, um, and win or lose, you're back on the booze. You know, you know that, that's that's basically the West Ham way. And you've got it going there, isn't you? Well, no, it's all part past. I'm feeling it through the through the through the video camera. I'm feeling the sort of creative vibes coming back to me, so it's nice. But uh, but anyway, but you know, for you, Danny, obviously, you know, you know, he's the bow, the bowling poet. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping there's a few poems in this episode. Well, there might be one because I've, otherwise I've got to start grabbing bits of paper and whatever. whatever. <laughs> I would have liked to write one for you to just read that a special one just for this morning. But unfortunately, oh, fine. I did mention to you earlier, I had a very long work shift <laughs> yesterday. I'm absolutely drained. It's okay. Don't worry, Daddy. I won't, I won't hold it against you, honestly. Um, now, now, you know, obviously, you know, everyone knows you as the bowling poet, but obviously West Ham is... is... That is an huh? honour when I'm out yeah. somewhere. Now, I'll just give a little thing. I've got yeah. the bowling poet T-shirt. As I explained to you before we start, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not posing in it, but it's an honour that a company that makes T-shirts sent me this free of charge as a T-shirt. And as again, yeah. as I mentioned to you, sort of quite a few people said, oh, I'll buy one, which again, yeah. for me... 
a lovely tribute. People walking about with a T-shirt with a bowling poet on it. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, when you think of it like that? And right, it's the same. It's... I carry very close to my heart. People yeah. say, I'm being a pub in Stratford. My mates go, here we go, here we go, because they'll clock someone spotted me. And we make go, here we go, here we go, big head time. And I just sort of stand there like, are you the bowling poet? And I say, yeah. oh, I certainly am, and I just love it. I, I, yeah. It's a connection to the football club that I love. Yeah. So, And it means Which... that what I say hit people in the heart, which for me is what it's all about. Of course. And you're right. It's it's that connection, isn't it? And and that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's about having a connection, yeah. particularly you with a connection with, with the bowling. Um, but how did it all start, Danny? So, so why is West Ham your club? What, what, what's your, everyone has a slightly different story. What's your story? Yeah. So I first got taken in about, I can't remember the exact year, mid to the late 70s. So I was born at the arse end of 67. So yeah. I was about nine or 10 and I was back then not particularly a West Ham fan. I was a football fan. I liked footballers. I mm. liked Kevin Keegan, Trevor Brooking. Just, I just liked flair players, football, like players that were skillful. My brother, a brother-in-law took me, my sister got me a little bobble hat and scarf, and I got taken, and I admit, I stood in the West Side, the only one time I ever stood in the West Side, I didn't like it. I was a nine or ten-year-old, everyone was pushing, mm. and I just, I didn't enjoy it. And mm. then, I got, someone got a ticket, a friend of a family got a ticket for the 1980 Cup final, believe it or not, wow. and so I was 12, 12 and a half, and... I didn't want to go because back then the FA Cup final was the biggest day of the year. Not like it is now. No, yeah, yeah. The league was a big thing, but the FA Cup from a fan, well, just from a telly point of view, it was one of the very few games that was live on the telly. And it would start sort of half eight in the morning. ITV and BBC, you'd have it to knock out with the players that was going to be playing, would be doing yeah. arm wrestling, doing hurdles, uh, tug of war. These were the players that was going to play that afternoon. <laughs> Like, and it would just be a big build-up for the cup. And I said to my mum, I don't want to go. And she said, they've been good enough to get you a ticket. I said, I'm not going, I'm watching it on the telly. And I, she, I got forced, literally thrown out the door, and it changed my life. It was the best. So I tagged along with this fella, Ron, who was a friend of the family, and all these mates. And last thing they wanted was this moody little Herbert. Yeah. Sort of, oh, I don't want to go, I don't want to go. <laughs> and these are all young men in this little mid to late 20s and 30s. And it just, uh, we stood at the back of the old Wembley and I just got overwhelmed. It was just something else. Yeah. And then there was a couple of songs I remember. He's only a poor little gunner. That, that song was just echoing constantly. And then I just remember when we won, all these big fellas put them with us and the steps seemed huge at Wembley then, absolutely huge. And it was like watching people say about our new place being part of the pit. It was like watching Subugo, but the atmosphere was un yeah. unbelievable. And these big fellas just put me on their shoulder. I remember seeing everyone just saying, we want to go. Hey, I had it. And I just patted Ron and I just kissed him. I said, thank you for bringing me Ron up. And that was it. I was West Ham. Amazing. And I became a big West Ham fan. Like, oh, I've been everywhere. Yeah. And that's fantastic. And it is, it's lovely. And do you know what? It's quite funny because like a couple of people have, have had that situation where they've got, uh, they've got a ticket from the cup. It's like... Would this, it, everyone seems to get, have a ticket for the cup final. It's like nowadays, it's like gold dust. Well, especially obviously this year, even more. But you know, it's like gold dust. But there, it's like, oh yeah, my friend had a ticket and he gave it to me. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I think it was only three quid, three, three or four pound a ticket was for an FA Cup final. It might have been a fiver, but it was no. Yeah, good. that's absolutely but mental. I take that for now. Yeah, god yeah. Just carry on a bit. I then. My dad worked over there. Now, he's not, he was universally known as Charlie Carpark. He worked at Upton Park. Now, he, his ashes are now in the memorial. Do you know, there's a little memorial yeah. by the tree by the gate. His ashes in it. He was known because that was his car park. So, getting the players in, players out. If anyone wanted an autograph, he'd say, yeah, I'll come in, it's done. And he'd call one of the players over. And he was there for years. My mum worked there. She worked initially in the hospitality. What year was you born? Uh, 1981. I'm guessing it would have been about 84, 85, something like that. The original yeah. corporate bit, it, it was just a little cabin where you used to have the little club shop, which was a cabin, and then yeah, you had a little yeah. corporate bit. My mum worked in there, and then 
when I was 16, my dad in the preset, Charlie, my stepdad, he said to me, do you want to come over in the pre-season and paint the turn start, uh, the crash barriers, the toilet? Oh, like heaven, I was being allowed in Upton Park and I, I think I got, I don't know, 10 or a day. So yeah, I flew in there and I met yeah. a couple of people and, and what they'd do, they'd, so now the pitches are like carpet. Back mm. then, the pitches was like patches of mud and each each pre-season they'd seed it and then the pigeons would just steam down and eat all the seeds. So, so my Charlie and another fella, I don't know if you remember a fella called Nobby that used to work there on the maintenance. Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar, Nobby. Well, yeah. he was there forever. He, he passed away about three years ago, but Nobby worked there from the early 80s till pretty much till we moved to the new place. So he was a proper old stalwart of the place. But they would sit they would sit in the west side with a gun each, shooting the pigeons with an air rifle. I'd be under a crash barrier, painting all some bang! I'd jump up and bang the head, and these two grown men, got one, got one! But it was a losing battle, because the pigeons get all the seeds, and the pitch was forever like a mud bath, to be honest yeah. with you. Oh, fantastic. And then, I love stuff like that. And then I carried on. I then got a job there, when it, like yourself, when the hotel opened. Originally started off washing up, and sort of progressed to front of house, and I've done everything, absolutely everything. There wasn't a job I didn't do there. Yeah. I was part of Christmas, I've done tours for people, absolutely everything. And I'm now a bus driver. <laughs> well, there you go, you've, 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 and, uh, and also a poet, don't forget the poetry. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. Because that's... Come, which, that come about, and the name the bowling poet, mm. um, I just used to write songs on the guitar, blah, blah, blah. And I used to play them to people in the late 80s, early 90s. And there was a Facebook page probably, I don't know, six, seven years ago. And people was talking and I was quoting lyrics from a song that I wrote, which only mates really heard. And I was doing it line by line and saying, and then I even done the chorus. I went, how do you sort of remember that? They said to me, Dan, your words were brilliant, but your singing voice was absolutely terrible. And I said, all right. And they went, it was actually like poetry. And I thought about it, and I dug out all my old songbook. And I thought, you know what? These are actually poems. Yeah. But just with very badly sung. So yeah. my missus said to me, post one up. And I made the mistake of posting a poem on a proper poetry page where these people were not my sort of people. Now, I put this poem up and I went to work, come home, and all these people obliterated me. Do you know, do you not know what a verb is? Did you not go to school? They had, my missus told me, I went, look at that. She said, I was good. Like, she went, where you are? She said, you posted on a poetry page. These are all lardy dar people. They're looking for the sky is blue and Harry, you know, I mean, floating clouds. That's yeah. not what you are. You're more a street poet. He said, put a West Ham one up, which I did, and I was getting messages from people that emigrated to Australia 20 years ago. They said, you've just made me cry, mate. You've just took me on a journey. And I thought, this is my audience. Mm. And then people called me the Dagnum poet, the West Ham poet, and someone said, no, the Bolin poet. And I thought, you know what? Yes. And then people yeah. started nicking me poems and claiming them as their own which is very upsetting. It's a compliment in a way, but it can be quite upsetting because they come from the pit of, literally the pit of my heart. Sometimes I can make myself cry. I can write things. Some people might say it's that bad. That's why you make yourself cry, Dad. But no, if something comes from the very pit of your yeah. feet and then suddenly someone else posts it and put their name under it, but it yeah. becomes to a point where a lot of people know and they say, no, that's Danny Fens, mate. Why? And then... So people said you need to add that bowling poet thing to keep it, which is what I've done, and it's stuck. And as I say, I'm honoured when people say to me, just just seeing it on the screen now, the bowling poet. For yeah. me, that's an honour. Yeah. Truly, it's an honour. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, as you said, that's what that's what you're known for, and and, and I think you know traditions and and things like that are, are just so important. And I think that's what. Again, what I think people have missed in the last since lockdown is, is you said doing the same things, going to the same pubs, and and listening. And and I think your your the poetry definitely has helped keep people together. You know, I mean, you know it. You know, same as everyone, more than anyone. You know, on, on the Facebook pages and stuff like yeah. that. The West Ham family's been out in force since since lockdown, even more so. And you know, a lot of people have had really rough times since it. And the banter and stuff like that has kept everyone going. 
Um, and and well. and it does. A lot it, of people lost their jobs. Yeah. Uh, there's there's so much going wrong with the world at this moment, and all I've tried to do with my poetry, I just try to just give people a little lift. Yeah. Some of it can be quite gloomy, but I always try to end positive. If you yeah. get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll just read a poem before we started. Are you all right for me to just... Yeah, go it? for it. Yeah, we'll have a poem. Right. Now, I did do it spot on earlier. I've opened now and live. <laughs> right, go ahead, Dan. Go for it. Right. Now, this is called Eid 13, and I'm going to read it exactly as I explained to you earlier. They tend to just fall out of me. This is yeah. called Eid 13. Now, you've got the Bernabeo, the New Camp, and the San Siro in Milan. But Eid 13, the bowling ground, for me where it all began that place was like a church to us it was where we'd come to pray where we'd sing our favorite hymns and watch our heroes play walking out the station the smells the sight the sound twinkle tone like alan devonshire to avoid the old shit on the ground a bacon sarney from ken's who helped us hold the beer you'd pay your program seller and then deal and all bank cheer you'd spot the tickets out you'd buy any spares for cash you'd pop into nathan's for a double pie and mash Join the queue for the South Bank, and it was knees up Mother Brown, and Brooklyn drives from side to side, King Bobby wore his crown. The rolled up sleeves of Bonzo and Paolo's fancy tricks, the grace of Ian Bishop, and a thunderbolt from Dick's. Days at Upton Park are sadly now all finished, but our ghosts and all our heroes, they can never be diminished. One nil to the Cockney boys, you'd hear the fateful cry. Long live the bowling, our dreams won't fade and die. I recently made a pilgrimage to say one final prayer. There's only dust and memories. Upton Park, she's no longer there. But I'll always remember her best midweek under lights. She was atmospherically electric. She was one of football's finest sights. Now you've got the Theatre of Dreams and Wembley. That's the Owen Road. But E13, the bowling ground, will always be our own. Have that. Have it. Love it, man. It's lovely. Lovely stuff. I think um, I've got about 12 lines out of that because they... There's a few vulgarities in there, though. <laughs> and I've done well. I've actually done well to do that. Oh dear. Oh, yeah, it's very good. No, that's no, that's awesome. I, I think it's brilliant. I just, I, I, I love the way some the people do that. Like you, you know, you take something which is West West Ham, and by making a poem out of it, it, it's really funny. It's sort of the, not the, the yeah. It, yeah, and it's like and it, 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 it's really funny. It sort of legitimizes it all because you've made it as a poem. It's, it's it's a bizarre thing, but I can't really explain it. But it's it's when someone it creates something out out of it creates you know whether it is you know uh, a poem or I've had you know I've had artists on here as well, urban artists and people like that, and they create something that's West Ham but in art form. It legitimizes West Ham to me. It's like you know, yeah. it's incredible, man. It's incredible. Oh, oh, but some of my on. teachers could see. No, I love that. No, I love it. And you're right. It's sometimes funny how things develop in later life, isn't it? It's, uh, but obviously, you know, because West Ham meant so, so much to you that, it just the poetry just flew out and that's obviously the catalyst for for what what you've become in terms of the bowling poet now you mentioned in there some players uh and and that's the whole idea of, and, of unfortunately and i feel bad but none of them are actually in it brilliant so, brilliant oh, oh, no a couple of them are okay but Bobby right. Moore, i didn't quite see Bobby no Moore you didn't see live. No. i only see him play for fulham so obviously if we were yeah. to I've seen you say this comment a few times in the video. If we all pick an all-time Amers 11, they'd all pretty much, it'd be pointless because we'd all pick the same 11, whether we've seen them or not. Exactly, so, you would do. Who you've seen live, and unfortunately, I never got the privilege of seeing King Bobby playing. So. No, exactly. And, and you're right, it's, and, and you're right, it's one of those things where that's why I put it in, because when I was, remember when I, when I first started coming up with the idea, and I spoke to a few people, I spoke to people like Gonzo, um, Hammers chat and people like that, and he was like, "Nah, it's not going to catch on uh, because everyone it would be boring after ten episodes." But yeah. by putting that putting that caveat, and actually, I've got to thank Gonzo for for giving me that bit of advice because uh, it it really sort of went yeah, okay. But putting that caveat, and it means you get loads of different different people, different teams. I think we've had about one hundred and seventy different players 
um have come out and and it is and you get randoms and also because we're interviewing different people from different um levels of their fan journey you know like a lot of the american hammers for example they've only been fans for four or five years um and so you get different perspective and as you said you know but we interview people who were fortunate enough to see bobby play or even play with bobby people like jeff pike and stuff like that you know so it's great that you we get this cross section um and jeff pike yeah. If I could book subs, would be on one of my subs. I was a, I love Jeff Pike and I yeah. love Jordy Paris, two players. But while there are honestly so underrated, but this is my all-time eleven. Yeah. And but if I could pick sub, Jeff Pike would be there. Yeah. Jordy Paris and even Kevin Keane. A lot yeah. of these players that sort of went under the radar. So yeah, totally. You're right, and they did go under the radar, and that's why I quite like doing this. That's why I like doing this because some players where go under the radio, you go, oh, God, I forgot about him. He was a player, you know, he's like, and now you've got the net, now we had the time to go back and look at the end of season reviews to, to yeah. go, yeah, he was a good player. You're right there. You know, it might be, I don't know. Uh, I mean, uh, obviously as I said, my, my sort of, my sort of time frame was probably the early nineties onwards, 92. So like, even like Alvin was at the end of his career. So I don't remember, you know, but people like Tim Breaker and people like, you know, um, I was a Tim massive Breaker, fan of... Just, just briefly, Tim Breaker, when I had my old flat with my ex-wife, uh, my old house, sorry. Yeah. Um, my stepdad was still working there at the time. And he said, do you want a new stair carpet? And I said, well, we, it was Tim Breaker's. And it was, it was luscious. It was luscious, this lovely green carpet. I completely off the key there, I know. But people used to come round and I'd say, have a look at my stair carpet. <laughs> 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 we had a, I had another, there was another story where um oh it's gonna annoy me now whoever i interviewed and and they they've, they've got their joe cole's toilet in their house because his uncle was a plumber and he was doing joe's house and uh he said i'm gonna throw do you want joe cole's toilet and he went yeah all right so he, he goes to joe cole's toilet all the time in his so, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pumped it back in. So he he, he has a shit where John's uh, where it's gonna really annoy me now. So it comes with a comment on it. But yeah, it was um yeah, really funny. And I love that's that's the whole point of this this channel. It's these little stories, these little anecdotes. Um everything's individual and like as you said, you know, having Tim Breaker's chair carpet in your old flat in your old house brilliant. Absolutely. absolutely brilliant and he's a lovely bloke as well i've interviewed him and tim breaker is and he again he was one of those players that i didn't necessarily i don't remember when i was a kid because he was just always there and he you know obviously when you're a kid it's all about who's scoring the goals and you know and um and, and going back and watching it i actually apologized to him on, on the video and tim i'm really sorry i never really rated you when you was playing for west ham but i was only like 10 now and he went oh no, no choose mate choose mate you know it's like but I imagine a lot of people are the same. You know, it's like he was always on the team sheet, wasn't he? Um, right. And that right hand side constantly. He was a proper. He was a oh, yeah. solid defender. He was proper. And, he was uh, proper. For me, he give everything. And all I ask, put on that shirt. Now we've had some lazy subs during the time. Come yeah. for money again. Mentioning no names. But if, if he used to drag eleven fellas out of the stand and say, "Look, we're going to give you ninety minutes." Wear this shirt. I'll tell you what, I might not be the most skillful, but you would get a thousand percent. You might get beat 50 mil. But these yeah. blokes out of the stand would put that shirt on and think, I'm going to kiss this shirt and I actually mean it. Because there's nothing yeah. winding up more bloke giving it that and then two weeks later he's gone. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's football now, isn't it, unfortunately? That is football now, isn't it? It's like, we, the, the bygone age of, of the Alvin Martins and, and Billy Bonds and, you know, someone like Mark Noble is the exception to the rule now. 20 years ago, everyone had got, you know, everyone had played, you know, for, would play 10 years at a club and have yeah. a testimonial. And, but again, it's... Anyway, let's, let's get, get on to the team. Um, who's going to be in goal for the well, for the Danny eleven? I'm pretty sure it's pretty straightforward. It could have been Ludo. Ludo was a great, great keeper and a great fella. But it's big field for me yeah. and I know through Marie's daughter it's his birthday soon it's not today it was a day today I did pen a little poem for him I haven't got it here so I'm not going to bore you That's with it beautiful. I'll send it to her to give to him for his birthday yeah, yeah. 
shaped his ass. He's a gentleman. I've got a bit of air envy from him because he's still got a lovely barnet, and yeah. I've been talking for like ten years. But just and my mum also fancies Bill Parks as well. So <laughs> uh, my mum's no longer here. That's a strong link. I know it's a silly thing, but no, he not at all. He was a truly Satan's asses. Yeah. He was, and and you're right, and he's uh, and I and I spoke to Marie the meeting the other day. Phil's growing the mullet back for this for the seventieth. He's growing it back, and it's like oh, awesome. And I've got her, and I've got it on camera, on a lot. You know, we recorded it when everything sorts itself out. We are doing, um, we're going to interview Phil in the bar because he's got a, a beautiful bar in his house. And Marie's promised me, and and Marie's going to be watching this because she watches them all. And I'm, I'm ke- holding you to that, Marie. So don't worry about that. But um, yeah, yeah. He's very entertaining because I've been to a couple of events where he's he's the mate he's the brilliant. Mate. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. Very, very funny, all that lot are though. All that generation, that that era of player, they all they could all hold their own. They could all compare an event, you know. Well, and I'm not going to go go I into us. One, one I went to, they played bubbles through the speaker. This was in the Romford. Uh, Get what it's called, uh, some club in Romford. You had yeah. the 1980 Cup final team. Paul Allen was there, which I was surprised that he turned yeah. up and played to the fella. But they played Bubbles, all the crowd singing it, and every player sung it. And I just can't imagine the players maybe noble. No, no. I can't yeah, maybe noble, yeah. No, noble, definitely. I'm a very big noble fan. He gets yeah. a lot of abuse, but for me, noble. But anyway, again, I've gone off yeah, completely yeah. track. But players like that, they're West Ham and they're honorary West Ham and you get a lot of people that come with their badge and it means nothing. Yeah, no, you're right. It's and it's just... It actually hurts me, obviously. Yeah, I know what you mean. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you know... Yeah, I mean, yeah. those, those events are always good fun. We I mean, obviously, you know, you mentioned Robertford, I live in Ormchurch, so down the Queens, they do it all the time, you know, so it's like, yeah. um, well, they did do it all the time. Um, but yeah, see what happens now. But uh, right, Big Phil is in. I was watching his, um, I was watching uh, Canyon Town Lens film the other day, again, the old uh, Everyone's Second Team on Amazon Prime. And uh, oh, it's just such a, an incredible story when you think about, you know, if you put it in today's money, you know, when he, when he signed for us, it's like a championship going and buying Kepa, you know, the you know, the world's most expensive goalkeeper. It's just bizarre. But he came. Yeah. And he became our, our keeper. Yeah, for many, many years. He is a legend. The man's a living legend. Yeah, very true. Right, Parks, he's in. Um, let's go Let's go left back. Who are we on the left back? I did say... You do whatever you want. Well, do whatever you want. Go on. You're not being so rigid, so I'm only going to do a back three because I feel this... No props. Wouldn't even need a left back or a right back because it would be so sort of good. So I'd have Alvin bang in the middle. Yeah. Our honorary scouse are Alvin bang in the middle because it looked hard for anyone, to be honest. We've only run through yeah. a wall for us and, well, we just, I couldn't say more about having Alvin Martin in the middle of the defence. Even if I could go back and have Bobby Moore, and I had seen him, I would still have Al- Alvin Martin next year. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And 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 again, you know, that's why I like Lee, what these watching those sort of um, retrospective films and stuff. You know, finding you know, listening about Alvin's story and how he got in and how you know. John Lyle played him up front to start with, but you know, and I don't all that story. I don't know, so it's great to listen to it. And well, he did draw an actress once, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Three different keepers in Newcastle, indeed, oh, indeed, yeah, indeed. In South, I was in the South Bank that day, and if, if, if you believe everyone who says yeah, if anyone posts a picture of a newspaper cutting from that game, if I says, oh, I was there, I was there. I think there was only about twelve, thirteen thousand there, but. There would be enough to fill the Olympic Stadium with there. Who stayed over yeah, there? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's, it's the same as seeing Pete, Steve Potts' goal against Hull City. Everyone's seen it. It's like, really? You again? It's like, well, how many I thousand? Say that, Steve Potts, because he, he would be my next defender. Ah, see, segue. Nice. Yeah, he, he would be either side because he could. Him and the other fellow I'm going to pick would play either side of Alvin and. So Alvin in the middle, Popsy on yeah. the side. Popsy for me, again, I don't think he got the credit he deserved. No, totally. He was a, he could read the game very well. Mm. And you would have been too young, but we played Luton Town in the semi-final. I think it was the League Cup, Milk Cup or whatever it was called then. And it was one of the first times the Wayne fans had been allowed back at Millwall for many years. West Ham, mm. we had the old end behind a goal. 
and there was a little fella called Scott Oates for Luke, and he absolutely destroyed us that night. But I think he scored an hat-trick. But the ball, big goal kicked, come flying over and uh, from their keeper, long to the length of the pitch, and our safest defender, Steve Pop, he could trap, he could trap an egg and not break it. Some that day, he went straight under his foot. This little fella, Scott Oates, up, he went scored his hat-trick. Which is a sad thing to remember. Sadly, I remember that. I remember that. I do remember that. Yeah, because that's, that's and then that's why it's what started the irrational hatred of Luton. Um, no, I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scott Oates. Yeah, I remember him. But yeah, you're right. Potsy was just. Huh? When do you reckon that one thing? Oh, I can't remember. I remember. I remember it. That's the thing. I'm really rubbish. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna have to Google it at the same time. I'm. I'm really rubbish. Uh, early nineties, I reckon. I yeah, it must be. Out. West Luton Town semi-final. Yeah, because I literally, I'm rubbish with the seasons. I remember it by shirts. Do you know what I mean? It's like, that, oh yeah. And that's what was great the other day when we interviewed. Um, 90, it was sixth, was it called, was it the quarter-final? Semi-final. Semi-final. I thought it was two legs. Yeah, well, there was 94, FA, that was FA Cup. Um, anyway, some someone will make it. Was we had the sixth round, yeah. we lost three three two. Um, at Lou, but anyway, someone will comment on it anyway and, and tell us yeah. Danny afterwards. They always yeah. do. Kent, Kent Hammers will, he always does, or Kent Hines, he always does. Um, yeah, Steve Potts, what a man, and obviously still in the club under 23 coach, right. lovely guy, yeah, lovely and, and guy, another one, another gent, yeah, oh, totally, absolute gent. Um, who is gonna be the other side of Alvin then in that three? Rio, Rio Oh, Super Rio. Read the game like a book. Went on to great things. It's a shame he didn't do it with us. But it is what it is. Um, again, I've got a little story about Rio. My mum, again, when I tell you she used to work there, for a yeah. few times he used to drop her own. So he'd say, do you want me to drop your own, Winnie? And he'd drop her down in Dagnum on Dagnum East Way Hill. People would go, oh, Winnie, that's Rio Ferdinand. Like, right. And she'd say, oh, I know. <laughs> he's quite a good player and, and Harry reckons he's going to play for England one day and people used to say well he's very good with him but my mum he was just little Rio you know? yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. but what a great player yeah and I can imagine your mum as well because he came in obviously from came up from the youth so you've probably seen him go yeah. like that and yeah so it's just Rio yeah, yeah well, lovely well, bloke the only one my mum was in awe of as I say was Phil Parks because she really fancied him he been in I think she'd be 92 or 93 now. So Bill oh, well, was sort of 20 years younger. Yeah, and I know yeah. he loved Trevor Brooklyn, my mum. Yeah. Oh, but to be honest, if my father was a woman, I'd love Trevor Brooklyn. Yeah, you know, such I mean, a lovely guy, isn't he? I love Trevor Brooklyn and I'm a man, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> right, that's your back three. Um, go on, you carry on, Danny. You, you go for the team as you want, man. Right, and then I would go... Two sort of players that can go every inch of the pitch, yeah, yeah, in front of that back three. Now, Billy Bond, he's my all time hero, and anyone who doesn't pick him and watched him play, uh, I'm sure no one has. Surely. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're I'm right. sure no one has picked a team and not put Billy Bonds in there. Yeah. Well, if, as you said, if as you said, yeah, if they haven't seen, yeah, obviously, because I never saw him play. So him as a manager, but never as a player. But yeah, he's always, he's just synonymous, and it's a generational thing, isn't it? So you know, they say that you, your best music, the music you love the most, was when you were a teenager. And I think that's even more true with footballers. So it's yeah. like you know, and and it's really true when you start talking to people, and you figure out how old they are and the generational people that and the players they put in. Yeah, it is from an era. Really sort of, uh, he goes above that. He, he really is worth yeah, everything right. that's thrown his way. He really yeah. truly is. And again, I've got a little Billy story. When I used to do occasional tours for people, so it'd be on a match day, I'd be in one of the functions week. Billy would be the guest at the end in the change room. And Julia, I don't know if you know Julia, she used to organise all, yeah, yeah. all the conference stuff. And she went to me, Dan. And now I've, I've done it with a few players before. And I was, I was all right. I could just be Danny and have a laugh and a joke. She said, now, Saturday, I know Billy Bonds is your hero, but you're going to have Bonds on. I went, oh, I can't do it. I, oh, I just started flapping. I wouldn't be able to sort of talk. And so she went to me, don't worry, and come. He turned up an hour early because she told him that Danny's a bag of nerve about me yeah. and Bill Farber. And he come up, he, he hunted me down in front of all the porters. And I sort of stood there like that. It's Billy Bonds on the wall to me. I bricked myself. And he came up, he said, so you're doing a tour, then, blah, blah, blah. 
don't worry, he said, when you bring him in the dressing room, because it used to be a fella Tony used to do most of the tours at the stage. Yeah. You remember Tony. So yeah. if he weren't there, if he weren't there or they was guests in the hotel, I would take them all around the hotel, uh, all, all around the pitch and the dressing rooms and that. But he just put me so at ease. And I took all these people on this tour. Billy Wont weren't there. He waited in the young dressing rooms, which I left till last. And I walked in there and I said, well, I've got a special guest. And he jumped out. He went, ah, oh, damn me, old mate. As if... And, my all-time idols calling me his old mate just to put me at ease. Yeah. Uh, okay. and, Bonzo, and I just sort of stood there like that. I just elevated my, yeah. my all-time hero sort of saying, dang me, mate. You know, I, oh, I, I couldn't praise the man either. Nah. And I wrote him a poem when he'd done the thing at South End and I showed it to him and then he asked for me to actually, I just wanted to give it to him. He said, no, nah, present it to me at the end. Oh, absolutely brilliant. What a man. What a player. What a man. What such a humble man as well. Oh. He's just really is. When he walked on that pitch and they named that stand, mm. I don't know about you, but I was sobbing. When everyone was, was saying, yeah. oh, Billy, Billy Bonds, I was sobbing. I'm quite yeah. emotional. That's where the poetry comes from. I'm an emotional person anyway. But yeah. I was sobbing. And when yeah. I think Billy White is right, that just done me even more. Especially, yeah, I mean, a man who I've never, you know, uh, you know, never really showed emotion on that side, you know, when he's in playing days. And to be, you know, and he just looks, still looks fit as a fiddle, uh, didn't he? And uh, and he just, like, he just lost it, wasn't it? And it just showed you how much it meant to him. It was obviously well over, it was well overdue. We all know that. But they did right and they did it. And it was, you know, it was, it was a, a fantastic. And obviously Alvin doing the PA as well. And all the players were there, and it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. And um, it's nice when things like that happen. Obviously, we couldn't, you know, obviously with the whole thing with, with Bobby's the Bobby stand and the old get that was too late. And um, they did it right, you know. They, did, it was, they made it right, which was good. Right, okay, Bonza, who's who's going to be the other? You said you're picking two in that sort of box to box role. Well, this is so he'd be box to box, but also this fella could pick out a part. Uh, pass and every Scott Parker, and again, it might not go down well with a lot of people because he left to go to Spurs. But for two or three years, I think it was two years, he carried, he literally carried us yeah. on his yeah. He yeah, he did. I've never seen a player just perform week in, week out like he did. No. And it weren't just up and down, up and down, he was sort of threading passes through, he was scoring goals, he was a great player. He was brilliant. He was told he needed to go to Spurs to play England, and that never really materialised. We, we mm. was oh, great for him, and I'm glad to see him doing well as a manager at the moment. To be honest yeah, and he could be, and he could be back. You know, we're, we're filming this on on Wednesday, on, uh, on Tuesday, and you got the, the Championship final tonight. And uh, so obviously, when it comes up, we'll, we'll, you know, when the video comes out, the result will already happen. But uh, yeah, so. Obviously, you've got Slav, Slav and Julian coming back, and so you might have Scott Parker coming back as well. Yeah. You know, I hope so. Good luck to all of them. As yeah. Detriment, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, even even Brentford will be good if they come up because obviously they're new ground and it's there's a, there's a lot of people I talk to who are West Ham fans who are maybe from west london and and they'll, they'll, they'll go, brentford will be their second team because they'll go and watch them when west ham are playing or you know just, just, if they can't get to the game all the time um and uh yeah Charles, i want a couple of the brentford players though so it's not <laughs> yeah from a personal point of view i'd prefer fulham to come up yeah great place to go to as an away fan. yeah yeah you always get a ticket you can yeah. always get a ticket at fulham and they've got a new bit yeah, and they got the new stuff outside as well, haven't they? They got the bank side, the riverside, well, they've had a development. Yeah, yeah, absolutely beautiful place to go. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. All right, Scotty Parker's in, and you're right. I mean, you know, I just think it's funny that some people, you know, the whole thing with Scott Scott Parker and oh yeah, went to went to Tottenham. Martin Peters went to Tottenham. Yeah, and. And 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 if truth was, but if you believe the rumours, Bobby wanted to go the same time as Martin Peters went. Seen that as well, I've seen yeah. So, and we put them on the on this plateau. And in the modern day era, we haven't got many people we can put, you know, on on, on a podium. But Scott Parker, you're right. He he, he kept us up two of those three seasons. He, he was well, like Noble's. Um, he he's played such a big part in Mark yeah. Noble. Uh, coming through the ranks, he was like yeah. his little deputy, so to speak. Yeah, he played a big part, and I'm sure 
Nobody would sort of say exactly that. Yeah, and and adversely, that 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 sort of relationship is is obviously playing out again with Noble and Rice. You know, you can yeah. see, and so you know, the influence of Scott Parker has come down sort of twofold. It's not just Noble, but and and obviously Scott oh, did that little. He did the Parker pirouette, wasn't it? The Parker pirouette. That's what he did. And Noble does it. And I saw Declan do it the other day as well. It must be like a rite of passage. <laughs> he got this little turn. That, that's got to be the ultimate thing now. Is Declan going to stay? That is the ultimate sort of test for what we yeah. are and where we really want to be. You're right. Build yeah. a good man, that young boy. Or yeah. Build him by four or five pegs in old, so to speak, or build yeah. it around him. Mm. I'd, lo- I'd, I'd love, I'd love, love, I think everyone would do, I'd love him to be different. I'd love him to not go to a big club. I'd love him to be a big fish in a small pond. He's already in the England squad. You know, he's already in the England squad. Um, he could be the man. He could be the next, not the next Mark. I'd love him to be the next. You know, five hundred games to the club, ten. It'd be beautiful. But I mean, he's already played ninety-nine Premier League games for us already, which is incredible for a boy so young. And um, I'd give him the captaincy. I'd give him another. If you want another fifty grand, give him another fifty grand a week. You know, build the team around him, make him feel Mister Big Bollocks, and. He will. He would. It doesn't even seem like he wants. No, to it be. doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's the big bollocks. Maybe I'm look at him wrong. I can remember him coming the Carpenters pub after a game. I think he might have been after he scored against Arsenal. He didn't come <sighs> in the pub. Everyone said, "Oh, and he's just standing there like that, getting pictures with everyone." Yeah, you're right. That, but that, that's a real. It, just, um, it seems to me like a real. Sort of down to earth, grounded. Yes. But then yeah. I watched a, a clip the other day of a little interview he'd done on Twitter with Rio and Mason Mount. There was a lot of Chelsea memorabilia behind him. Yeah. Which made me think, oh dear. But he's not. I just had that. But I've had that view of 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 Deck that he's not going to be one of those people of you know if if Chelsea or even Man United offer some really crap offer for us and try and get us on the cheap and we go no. He's not going to do a pie and, and throw his toys out. You know, he'll, he knows his worth. And so he's got that love for the club. And, you know, Chelsea didn't want him. They got rid of him when he was 14. You know, and... Now yeah. prove them wrong. Prove them wrong exactly. for the career by sort of staying with us. Let's and, go. Let's go. And, and arguably, if, it, if he plays at Chelsea, he ain't going to play in, in midfield. He'll be at the, he'll put, put him at the back. Because clearly Frank sees him as John Terry Mark too, And... Eventually, it might be the case, but the thing is, you can go and get a decent centre back. Centre backs are ten a penny, really, like good ones. That role Declan plays is so unusual and it's so hard to find. You see, Man United, Man City struggling with. You know, they know Fernandinho's going, so they're trying to buy Rodri's and people like that to play that role that Deck plays. It's very it's unusual. It's a very adept role, or whatever you, whatever yeah. and he fits that role perfectly. Yeah, and well. It's just conjecture at the moment. Let's just go. It is. We'll, we'll see what happens. The first game we see him come trotting out in our shirt. Captain Noble just say to him, look, here's the armband. You deserve it. Yeah. This is you. This is you, son. This is your club. Let's just yeah. go. Yeah, Mark being club captain, Deck being team captain. That seems the right way. Mark will always be our captain. But while well, he's there, but he's, he knows he's not going to play more than a dozen games next season. You know, he, again, we say that every season and then he ends up Knocking out twenty, you know, twenty twenty five appearances. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, Scott's in. Um, so we've got your, your sort of your two. Who's going to be next then, Danny? So either side of them, I would have, and and they can alternate. They could go either side they wanted to. So knock your out and out wingers. They could just turn a game on a six month. Alan Devonshire, for me, oh. one of the greatest players. I don't know. You have the privilege of seeing both play. No, unfortunately, I haven't. I've, I've had the privilege of interviewing him. And he's a phenomenally nice bloke, yeah. but um, but no, I've never saw. I've, I've seen the clips, but um, I've heard, I've heard, I've heard the legend. But yes, uh, absolute quality. He came from working in an Uber factory. In a minute. It's Great, 
yeah they really were and that, that that's the thing that surprised that's the thing i always forget is these players were doing it on bogs you know bogs of pitches and as you said you know the with the pigeons eating all the seeds and stuff <laughs> and all sand and you know it's incredible what they could do the if there was a way that you could put them on the Yeah, it's got a bit rather than just Trevor Brooking, it's got yeah, a little dedication to our little blessing. Yeah. I love him. Such a nice bloke as well, isn't he? Such a nice guy. Yeah, exactly. All right, so Trev, so Trev's in. Who's next? Who's next, Danny? Now you mentioned him earlier, David Cross. For me, it was the first. Oh, Crosser, yeah. Through his name, I and mean, I can't remember. It might have been before we started, but he was uh, a proper centre forward. And I said yeah. to you, I went to the FA Cup final in nineteen eighty. Yes, yeah, yeah. The away game was eighty-one at White Hart Lane. It was a brothery north oh, of wow. me. No longer a brother in he turned out not a very nice bloke, but he took me to that game. And he was actually a Watford fan, a fella that took me. And back then, you could just go to a game, you didn't need a ticket, and you just queue up yeah. and go in. But he took me, and we couldn't get in the West Ham in, so we went in the Tottenham in, in the shelf. We used to be the shelf. But there was, there was hundreds of West Ham in there anyway. And David Cross, psycho of his nickname, scored four that night and just absolutely blew me away. Proper, proper. And they weren't just, one of them was a volley out of the world. Just a proper yeah. set forward. Absolute tour, top them a new backside, shall we say. I've yeah, done well. Yeah, yeah. You've done well. He's brilliant. And again, he's, and yeah, and obviously watching a lot of his, lot, lot of his goals, obviously I wasn't, wasn't privy enough to, to see him live. But, not only that, but again, he's a, he's such a nice bloke as well, and, he, and 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 the way he interacts on Twitter and stuff with people, he's great. We've had him on the show. I I, I love him. I think he's such a nice bloke, and um, he Where's has he got. Where's he from? He's got a bit of a. He, he's up north, up north somewhere. Yeah, something up north. So I don't know exactly, yeah. Yeah. but he is. Um, he has such an affection for West Ham fans. He he credits his always ninety nine goals to West Ham players, cause, West Ham fans, because uh, you know when he when he turned up, he was looking around at you know Brooklyn and th- he was like, I'm out of my depth here, and he credits all of his success to to the West Ham fans. And you 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 gen you know when you when you say you know people kiss the bad and you're, they're off next week, you genuine you genuinely believed what he said. Yeah. Top man, top fella. I've seen him at a couple of events and he speaks yeah, he's from good. the heart. He speaks from the heart, as you say. He's yeah. very genuine human being. Yes, endearing, very endearing. Uh, right, Crossy's in, Psycho's in, the original Psycho. Um, yeah. Who's next? Uh, 
and just playing off him all round him, Tony Cotty. Proper little yeah. gold soldier. You imagine it, Cotty feeding off of Crossy, it would just be, well, what a partnership. I could have had McAvenny and Cotty and just gone for the sort of pretty much obvious. The standard obvious, yeah. But yeah. if I chose between Cotty and McAvenny, Cotty was more of a poacher. McAvenny, again, great player and a big part of our greatest sort of season. But in my opinion, again, I might get shot down with Cotty was a better goal scorer, a better poacher. Probably a better all-round player than Frankie McAvenny. I think yeah. originally McAvenny was bought as a midfielder, wasn't he? He was, yeah. And Paul Goddard got injured and, and they threw him up. Yeah. And the rest is history. So. The rest is history. But it was interesting when I when he interviewed Macca, he said, you know, when when La brought him in, when he was talking about, you know, where he was going to play, he was going to play him as a ten, and sort of, you know, and he says that was an a position which in 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 that era there wasn't really that that type of position so even it would have been interesting even if he, if God... oh you there you froze mate you froze Um, playing in the position that Lyle wants. Oh, you keep freezing. Oh, 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 we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. You're you frozen. Yeah, we, we, yeah, it just went down. But, don't worry. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, Mackie was just, yeah, he is, he, he, it was interesting. Um, what he was what he was saying about about his positioning and stuff like that. Basically, said things happen, isn't it? Yeah, you know, weird, freaky things happen. God, I got injured. Macca yeah. came in, the rest was history. But yeah, TC. A great thing about uh, McAvenny, well, again, when I was working there, I was told Frank's doing a thing with a village tonight in the, in the old gaff. Yeah. Uh, Upton Park. The, the village was a company that used to come in and they'd be selling sort of, sort of like time fairs out in Spain or something or another. Yeah. But that was like a recruiting company. And Frank McAvenny was their sort of guest. And I was car. At about two in the afternoon, bearing in mind this thing weren't starting till about seven at night. Don't let Frank have a drink. <laughs> Good and luck. I, I, I just got a teacher and Frank, apparently you're not allowed to have a drink. And he just told me, well, I'm having a drink. He went into the ironworks bar. I'll let him do that. He's drank like a venue at the end of the day. I can't tell him. So the next day I come to work and the young girl Laura on reception, she went to me, have a look in the ironworks. Frank just zonked out on the sober in the eye but again what a character yeah, yeah yeah oh he's a great guy yeah yeah and, and obviously tc you know incredible man and also he has a, an incredible statistical brain he's a me he's a big stats man and um yeah that that season apparently there's still something like 17 club records which is still live today from that season an incredible wow. season Wow. Right, so who we got? We got we got everyone. Who's there? One more. One more. One more. Who's your who's your last, who's your last, who's the final piece of the Carlos, of the Carlos Tevez? Oh, gone for the Canio, and there's a probably I'd say if it was to get hundred fans who see them both, I'd say eighty out of the hundred would pick Paolo Di Canio, and maybe rightly yeah. so. But for me, I just love Tevez. I just love his energy. Yes, when, I, when we signed him. And uh, I was there, I set up the press room the day we signed him, which probably also endears me to him even more. Of course, yeah, yeah. I remember um, he didn't score, did he, for quite a while. No, no, no. He just wasn't going to let that stop him. That geezer just run and run. Oh. I, I just love the fella. And for someone with so much ability, the effort he put in was just mm. phenomenal. You're right, and and it, and it's funny. I, I've interviewed um, a few few players who were around during that time as well, and um, the one that the one story I always always you know, regurgitate is one that Anton Ferdinand told me, and basically Carlos more so than Mascherano, Carlos really wanted to integrate himself in the West Ham team, and and you get that feeling anyway, just just in terms of him as a, a person. So much so they went on a night out in London, all like you know. All of them, James Collins, you know, Anton, that lot. Carlos came along, but obviously didn't speak a word of English. So he came along with his interpreter. So he's on the dance floor, dancing with his interpreter next to him, <laughs> shouting at, and it's like, it, 
honestly, and apparently he was dripping with sweat because you can imagine if, if what he was like when he played football to what he was like dancing on a dance floor. Yeah, but, um, dance floor, wouldn't he? Yeah, uh, but he was yeah, and he said, you know, to be honest, yeah, he didn't do it. And there's that that Tottenham game, wasn't it, with that goal, and and then that freak, and he just dived into the crowd and um, into the fans are special. Yeah really special and i mean that whole season i mean obviously the tail end to that season was an incredibly special season the greatest yeah, exactly and it was just like and actually when we spoke before we were talking about the interview i had yesterday with, with mike uh, with, uh mick, mick clifford he's got the shirt what, from, from the great escape and wow. the and the boots i don't know how I, these guys do it but honestly he went and and he brought it out, and I was like, he went, yeah, it's the shirt. Because, again, he... Did you, ask him, how, did you ask him how he gets them? No, nah, a lot of them. I, I think a lot of them is who he swaps, he, he, whoever they swap the shirt with, he then goes to that person. So, um, sometimes... I thought that you, Jay, you would even... You've got to track down the person yeah he tracks them down the wow. as i said like he's got david cross's 898 fa cup final shirt because he swapped it with whoever and da, 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 and it's take might take him 30 years to track them down it, it was honestly you should it'd be up in a few days the lengths he's gone to i mean you know um what's his face to get um to get graham padden's shirt <laughs> <laughs> from the from Brussels from the from the from the final of the Brussels, um, honestly, it's unbelievable. Yeah, to fly, he flew to um, Van Elsie's bar, and honestly, it's it's incredible. But yeah, it's um, but yeah, Carlos was just a, that was a, that was a special time. Uh, and and West Ham lover, you know, although we moan, although we moaned about you know the the Allardyce years and and the Kerbyshire years being boring, we love a we do love a bit of relegate, you know, something to fight for, in it, whether it's relegation yeah. or yeah. pushing for your. That, I I could do though with a a, a tenth, you know, a tenth or eleventh season, you know, just. Oh, I really believe this season just gone. I have yeah. a bet with a mate each season where we're going to finish. Yeah. Uh, few years ago I, we had a bet in village's first season i thought it was going to be a bad season and the loser had to post the picture had to go into sports director whether put a spurs shirt on and that picture and have that as your facebook picture post it every day for a month and i lost that that's brilliant so i had to do that and pose in this spurs shirt, which was painful i've still yeah, got yeah, scars yeah. from this season <laughs> this season i predicted we'd finish top top half and yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, I think they had a score on this bet, and I paid him out at Christmas. I said, "Yeah, there's your money." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No money. It would have been fine. I think we're out, we're out there, as you said, without Roberto buggering up. I think we'd have been all right. It's incredible the effects of one player can have on a team and the manager. I mean, we lost, you know, Pellegrini, you know. But um, yeah, but I think we like it. You know, it's like even though if I moans about, you know. Since restart, we've had something to fight for. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, and and they responded, and yeah, it was nice when the Villa game came along to sort of sit back and go, ah, we're safe, and then and then work out exactly, yeah, and then but work out all the permutations. Oh, if we score another goal, then they're going down and they're staying up. And I was like, I'm so glad I'm not in this per. <laughs> you know, well, it's at just at one point before this virus. When we was all looking at everything, that Villa game, we was oh. all looking. It's all going to come down to that. Yeah. And I could imagine Jack Greenish, because he, whatever people think of him, he's a quality young footballer, isn't he? That that fella yeah. is top top draw. He's he's like, he's coming to us last game of the season before the virus and shut down and all that, and him actually sending us down. Yeah. But as you say, it was good to finally have a game where do you know what. We win, we win. If we don't, we don't. Yeah. Fair play, Villa. We've actually done. We we stayed for another season. But I, next year, I want a bit more than just that safe. Yeah. Like you, we need to be in the top half of the table. Yeah. Although I think I, I would take I would take in at like like twelfth, thirteenth, up fifteenth. I'd take that if we got to a semi final. Oh, you know. Right now, you, you've hit the nail on the head there. For me. <laughs> Finish. I'd, I'd finish full from bottom and get yeah. to the FA Cup final oh. all, all day long. And then, well, again, we can say, oh, is it? 
cup final for me, we, we are West Ham at the end of the day. We're not going to win the league. No. There's no full throttle at a, at a cup. League Cup, FA Cup, I couldn't care less. No. Just give up that moment, that day, yeah. which is just a special day. 1980, I was 12, and as I said to you, that's for me where it all started. Yeah, that started, really, yeah. Really. And that, my boy, the, the Gerard final, he was... Two thousand six, he was six, nine. Yeah. But again, he's now he, so he was nine, eight or nine years old then, and that's embedded in him now. He remembers that day. We might yeah. have lost an FA Cup final. Yeah, that's what we need. I think, and I think every, everyone's crying. You're right. We never win the league. It's just those, and and we have our we we do have our our cup finals, but not like official ones. So you know, Tottenham, yeah. Chelsea, Man United, they're our cup finals, really. And you know, we, we we always win. You know, more than we lose out of them six games. But um, yeah, it'd be nice to go to a proper one once in a while, rather than that, rather than, and it, and you're right. And then it's like when we beat Tottenham, we've got the uh, for about two or three weeks, we've got ah, we beat you, we beat you. Yeah, and that's it. That's that's all we need. That's that little peak. Especially if you've got Spurs, mates, which I have. Yeah, me too. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, Dan, it's been amazing. I've I've generally generally loved chatting to you. Obviously, you've been gone for like an hour. It doesn't feel like an hour. That's what I love. Um, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you so much for your time, and I hope everything's. Hope everything's well, and um, you know, stay safe, man. It's all good. Um. And obviously, thank you, everyone, for watching. I'm not enjoying my furniture behind me now. Get that? You can see it, the bowling poet. You've got a T-shirt anyway, so you got the T-shirt, you've got the name description. <laughs> and obviously, thank you, everyone, for watching as well. Like, share, subscribe. You know what to do. Um, and from me and Danny, take care, everyone. Stay safe. We'll see you again very, very soon. Come on, you Irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Come on, you Irons. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Love you all. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.